to everybody. It's uh, Dorothy Polarski from uh, CatholicMomsGroup.com and I'd like to welcome each of you um, to our session today to our uh, meetup with uh, Monica Matelski. Monica, welcome. Thank, thank you, you for so much. <laughs> thank you. For, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a, a little a short hello before I introduce you formally. Well, Dorothy, how short are you looking right now? <laughs> you know, whatever's on your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how about I do very short and then, you know, we'll discover how our personal story is so important uh, with regards to our witness of faith. So just very, very short. Um, I am a mom. I am a wife. I am a servant of our Lord. So I have been married for 14 years. And so far with my husband, Chris, we have been blessed with five children. We live in Ajax, uh, where I serve at St. Bernadette's Parish as a youth minister and sacramental coordinator. Uh -huh. I'm also involved in our Polish home parish, Our Lady Queen of Poland, where I volunteer as a parish catechist. Um, we are, when I say we, Chris and I, we're, we're very, very dedicated and committed to I guess you can say a sacramental mission of just elevating the joy of conjugal spirituality and marital holiness, where we serve uh, to promote those beautiful realities in the movement teams of Our Lady. So we're, we're a good busy. We're a good busy. Uh, yeah, it sounds, uh, it sounds like you definitely got your, your, your heads and your hearts very, very yeah. full. Uh, for those of you that are uh, joining us today, I know that some of you, uh, maybe are joining us for the first time. Some of you might be joining us for the 20th time. Um, please say hello to us in the chat box. Joanna, hello from Kitchener. Thanks for joining us. Vesna, I'm pretty sure you're from Ajax too. Uh, nice, to, nice to see you again. Um, yeah, so say hello to us. Tell us where you're from. Um, last week, we had some moms join us from Ireland and South oh Africa. So, uh, oh, we've got Grażyna Muraviecka. Hello, thank you for joining us. Carolyn Sinnott from Hamilton. Uh, Sylvia Benedict from Ajax. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you all for joining us. Please say hello. Adriana from St. Catherine of Siena Parish in um, Mississauga. We've got two mothers groups at St. Catherine of Siena. We have a daytime group and an evening group. So it is incredible uh, that we can gather once a week virtually here. That's for sure. Kiera from Aurora. Uh, Marta, uh, Marta Orvinska from Cambridge. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, we're just so happy, happy, happy that you're here. I hope that you've had a chance to grab yourself a cup of coffee. And um, I, I want to tell you a little bit. I know some of you are here from the, for the first time. And again, some of you are here from the, for the 23rd time. Um, I, I would like to just tell you a little bit about our ministry, CatholicMomsGroup.com. We work in partnership with the Archdiocese of Toronto in helping parishes start mothers groups. So I'm just going to share something on the screen here. Um, 
there you go. So if you're looking for us on Facebook, you're looking for um, I Love My Catholic Moms group. If you're looking for us, you know, through Google, just Google three simple world words, catholicmomsgroup.com. And we host an annual conference, the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. Um, and we are on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. Um, Monica, when I say that, when I say we're on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood, what does that mean to you personally? I always like to ask uh, moms that are joining us that question. What does that mean? You know, two things come up. Our motherhood is sufficient. It is enough. And second of all, uh, that mission, it's basically in a nutshell for me anyways, to make our children look good in front of the Lord. <laughs> that's it that's beautiful and so uh, you know I love that because I think today's moms are you know just so incredibly stretched and um, you know I'll never forget the day you know I don't know whether it was you know delivering a, a, a corporate uh, training program through the Schulich Executive Education Center and then you know going to a hockey arena going to a ballet recital going here going there and then one day in the hockey arena I just burst out crying and I'm like I cannot do this anymore <laughs> you know it's like what the heck am I trying to do here you know and and I, I think that we forget that the job of being a mom really is enough and you know those women that are you know doing it all I always say I don't know how you do it because mm -hmm. I, I couldn't do it and um, you know I'm, I'm not against you know moms working I've worked a lot in my life probably a little bit too much um, but we do have to remember that our blessed mother she was only known for one thing, you know, she was known for being a mom, right? And so, yes, being a mom um, is enough. And, you know, the, the one thing to think about and the one thing that I often say is that, you know, women in our culture today, they have been forced in a sense to harden their hearts because, you know, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to compete in the men's world and I'm going to, you know, go on this business trip and I'm going to accomplish those goals and I'm going to go to the, and I'm going to do, I mean, like, there's no way that you can do all of that without hardening your heart. And I say that if we harden our hearts, there's repercussions to that. And, and, and so we are on a mission to touch the hearts of mothers, just to fulfill the will of God, whatever God's will is for them. And we do that primarily through helping parishes start mothers groups. We have all sorts of different types of mothers groups. I always say that our mothers groups are not cookie cutter. You know, we're, we're not a, a franchise. We respond to the needs of the parish. We respond to the needs of the mothers group leaders. And we love moms and tots groups. We love them. Um, and we love involving different generations of mothers in our mothers groups because, you know, I learned so much from the mothers that were elders in my group um, because, like, you know, I think I started going to a mother's group when Monica was nine months old. <laughs> and I loved asking the moms who had their kids in high school, how did you handle this? And how did you handle this? And how did you do this? And, you know, 
because growing up in a Polish community, I was blessed beyond me measure um, because the community supported me. But when I got married, I got married to a Canadian, and so we couldn't go to uh, you know a, a Polish parish and Polish masses and the and be part of the Polish community in the same way. And so I thought, how am I going to pass down the faith? the way that my mother did without this remarkable Polish community and mother's group, it just changed my life. I, like I would not be the woman that I am today without the powerhouse of mothers behind me. Um, I know whenever I have a problem, whenever I have a question, I've got about 30 moms on my phone that I can text like, what do you do in this situation? How do you handle this? You know, And it's, it's been such a gift. And this ministry wouldn't exist without the, these mothers that you know, are like soldiers behind me and in front of me and beside me and ahead of me. And, and uh, it, it's just been such a, such a gift. And so we have created a mother's group starter kit. So if you're interested, I'm praying that somebody here will say, yes, I want to be a mother's group leader. Um, actually, tomorrow we're hosting a how to start a mother's group workshop virtually online for two parishes. Um, there's a new mother's group going to be starting at St. Joseph the Worker and a new mother's group starting at St. Gertrude's. And so we have a core team of moms that we're training tomorrow. And so we've got the mother's group starter kit. We've got publications. We've got, you know, uh, midday mom. We've got We've got so much that I'd love to share with you, but that's not why we're here. But if you're interested in starting a mom's group, um, I'm the person to speak to. And uh, we have a team that I work with, obviously. I don't do it all myself. But um, please, 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 you know, consider, um, think about it. Think about starting a mother's group. Um, it'll bless you in remarkable ways. Now, I hope that you know some of you are continuing to say hello to us. Uh, we've got oh Angela, 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 Angela Rashid. Um, I just I haven't met Angela, but I love her already. Really, really, really great uh, to see you. She's starting a, a mother's group at St. Gertrude's, and Angela is a convert, and she is so on fire for uh, the Catholic Church. I just I wish I could just jump through the screen and uh, give her a, a big hug. Hi, Angela. Big warm welcome. Hello, Linda from Whitby. Um, hello, Becky from California. Woo! <laughs> Great to see you um, uh, from California. That's so exciting. So uh, a big warm welcome. I, I, I do want to uh, tell you just uh, Kathy Haynes from St. Bernadette. Yay! <laughs> Great that you're here. Uh, love you guys. Um, yeah, we've got uh, you know, about 35 or 37 uh, mothers groups. Kathy Haynes has been a mother's group leader for 10 years now. She's, uh, you know, we just, we have a lot of experience and we want to share that experience with you. Now I have to tell you, I have been hearing about Monica probably for about three years <laughs> or four years. And every, oh, you gotta meet Monica. You gotta meet Monica. You gotta meet Monica. And I thought, how am I gonna meet this Monica? God brought us together uh, actually through Kasha Riba, 
because Kasia Riva contacted me one day and said, hey, Dorothy, do you want a ticket to the Ordinandi dinner? And I'm like, oh, we've got somebody here from San Diego. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> Great to have you here. Um, really, really, really uh, could feel the love right across uh, right across the continent. So anyway, I've been hearing all sorts about, you know, Monica Matulaski. Then at the Lord and Andy dinner, I'm sitting next to uh, Kasia Diba and her incredible husband and and then before you know it, she's introducing me to Monica, which I had been hearing about for so long. You have an incredible reputation. Oh, wow. uh, you do. <laughs> like you are a powerhouse. And so we're delighted to have you here. I, I just want to read just briefly um, what she wrote to me. After receiving her first Holy Communion, Monica felt a call to the religious life and she desired to be a Carmelite nun, like her favorite saint, St. Therese of Lisieux. In a surprising change of events and God's providence, Monica was redirected by our Lord and is currently a wife of 14 years. She has five children and her husband, Chris. Um, their marital mission is to promote conjugal holiness. That is loaded, conjugal holiness, uh, through the movement teams of Our Lady, where they serve as a formation couple. Monica is also a youth minister, a parish catechist. She enjoys baking for her family, jamming and gardening. And she's a linguist. You know how many languages this woman knows how to speak? Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> um, just delighted to have you here. Uh, Monica and I are just going to, we, we like to begin these sessions in prayer, and I know we, we don't have like a lot of time and I talk too much, forgive me, I, would, I should come with a stop button, but we're going to just begin with three Hail Marys, and I'm going to ask Monica to lead them, and I'm going to ask her to pray them in Polish, just because. Just because. Just because. Just because. All right, so let's put ourselves into the beautiful presence of our Lord and our Mother Mary and, and pray together as this beautiful community of women. Zdrowaś Mario, łaski pełna Pan z Tobą, błogosławionaś Ty między niewiastami i błogosławiony owoc żywota Twojego Jezus. Święta Mario, Matko Boża, módl się za nami grzesznymi, Teraz i w godzinę śmierci naszej. Amen. Zdrowaś Mario, łaski pełna Pan z Tobą. Błogosławionaś Ty między niewiastami i błogosławiony owoc żywota Twojego, Jezus. Święta Mario, Matko Boża, módl się za nami grzesznymi. Teraz i w godzinę śmierci naszej. Amen. Zdrowaś Mario, łaski pełna Pan z Tobą. Błogosławionaś Ty między niewiastami i błogosławiony owoc żywota Twojego, Jezus. Święta Mario, Matko Boża, módl się za nami grzesznymi, teraz i w godzinę śmierci naszej. Amen. It was funny, because earlier today on Facebook, Monica posts, I've never been to a mother's group, ladies, but I'm going to this one. That's <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I like she's never been to a mother's group while well, she's in for a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for joining us, Monica. 
you have a reflection prepared for us. You know, mothers are prototypes of holiness. That's not exactly what you see on Instagram. That's not exactly what you see on uh, Chatelaine. Um, tell us a little bit about where you're wanting to go with this, with this reflection. We, we just dying to hear from you. Okay, so let me take you back to a few experiences I had in my life when it comes to finally realizing that I can say that I'm holy. We can all proclaim here that we are holy. Okay, but let's backtrack. About four years ago, um, I came across Father Michael Schmidt's video, and the video is called Influencing the World, okay? Not even <laughs> influencing the family, influencing your loved ones, influencing the people who like you back. I mean, it was influencing the world, and, you know, those kind of talks are like, whoa, okay, I'm not a world changer here. I'm not a difference maker here. I'm just, like, in charge of this little group of people here in my house, what's going on but he took it a few levels up with regards to what is influence and he tied it in to leadership and that was really really consoling for me because you know before before children came in you know you had ideals set for parenting you know parenting was so amazing and so easy until the children actually showed up. And then it's like, wait a second. Um, um, according to this book, um, you're not supposed to be doing that. Okay, so the cool thing is though, with parenting books, and I wanted to prepare for parenting through the intellect, like an intellectual exercise. So picked up a few books and I found a very common theme. Parental leadership, okay? And so like, I remember I have this book, Compass, a handbook on parental leadership. I mean, that's the whole book. And uh, I remember reading this one, Building Better Families by Matthew Kelly. And like smack in the middle of the book is all about parental leadership. Okay. Very cool. So I'm like, okay, I get that. I get that's part of my identity. During that talk, Okay, and you can find it on YouTube. It's, remember, it's called Influencing the World by Ascension Presents. Father Michael Schmitz talks about that we, okay, are to be called leaders no matter who we encounter. But then he says, and he focuses on the parent, mom, dad, if your children lived the way you do, would they become great saints? And I was sitting there and I'm like, excuse me? Um, I'm doing my best here, but is that the set ideal? Okay, so I, I, I listened to the end and I listened one more time and I got to that part again. You know, parents, if your children live like you, would they become great saints? And I'm like, okay, this is actually real. And so after crying it out, I realized that, you know what? I will dare myself to aim more higher, okay? I was raised a little bit with a stoic notion, you know? Hey, if you get into purgatory, that's okay. That's okay because 
hey, that means eventually you have to go through some sort of purification and uh, detach from your sins. And before you know it, you'll be entered into the arms of our Lord. But then it's like, no, dare to enter, sorry, dare to aim for heaven. And then it's like, oh, dare to aim for like a great spot in heaven. And I'm like, okay, me? It was very, very cool to start reflecting on that in my motherhood. And this happened about four years ago. I then want to share this really, really cool experience. And for those of you who have heard the story, bear with me because I love retelling it and it's a good reminder. So as uh, Dorothy, you mentioned, um, and, and I also spoke about it, um, I serve in the movement Teams of Our Lady with Chris, my husband, and um, we were asked to go to a formation day, a training session for all the couples who serve. And the regional priest there, he decided to focus his talk on holiness. And he did something so intimidating and so shocking. He actually got up from the podium, came down and started to go to every single person and ask them this question. Are you holy? And I'm like, what? And he wasn't, he didn't ask, do you want to be holy? Are you working on your holiness? Okay, those are easy questions. He asked, are you holy in the present tense? And so I start like changing colors because I'm thinking, what's, is there a right answer? Is there a beautiful answer? Is there a humble answer? And I started to listen to what everyone was saying because I think everyone was panicking in the same way I was. And so I heard answers like, I'm trying, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. I would like to be holy, uh, not yet. Uh, I have some work to do. And so I'm like, oh, he's getting closer to me. And then I'm like, I have a baby on my lap. And I'm like, oh, I think she needs her diaper changed. So I'm like, Corey, I, gotta, I just got to get out of here. It's like, she, she needs a diaper change. So I escaped in that moment to be asked on the spot, am I holy? Because I'm like, I need time to think about this. I really, really do. So I missed that. You know, phew. Then I got home after that formation session and I was thinking and thinking, I'm like, what is the right answer? So I took this to my spiritual director and usually he asks me questions. And uh, this time I sit down in front of him and I'm like, Father, I have a question for you. And he's like, yeah, okay. Father, are you holy? And he looks at me and he says, Monica, if God wills it, I am holy. I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. And so, yes, I have copied his answer, of course. And, and I want us all to copy that answer because, you know, that influence with regards to that very, very sound counsel that if God wills it, we are holy. But as moms, I think a huge part of it is, do we allow God to make us holy? Do we allow God to make us holy? So in my story, okay, uh, Dorothy, you did mention that I was at a time discerning as a young girl to be um, a Carmelite nun. And how surprising it was that when I entered high school, 
I discovered that there was a retreat hosted by a wonderful movement called Youth Teams of Our Lady. And I found out that this particular boy was going to go on this retreat. And I was very surprised because I was developing butterflies, okay? There were like way too many in my stomach. And I'm like, why am I experiencing feelings of attraction? Lord, you know, I'm all meant for you. I'm supposed to be all dedicated to you. So why are you allowing me to feel these feelings of attraction? So I signed up because this boy signed up. And uh, I went on this retreat and the retreat was just saturated with this joy that God has a plan for you. Of course, sin gets in the way of this plan, but give it all to him. He wants everything. You are his mess and you need him. The final day, we all got to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. That was one of those like life-changing moments. You know, a true conversion within my, even my walk in the Catholic faith. And so, okay, I left that retreat madly in love with Christ. But, you know, I am not a Carmelite nun because God redirected my heart and, and allowed me to enter into the joys of holy matrimony. And lo and behold, that boy that I followed in as a 14-year-old girl into that retreat is now my husband of 14 years. How cool is that? I, I, you know what? A good friend of mine, she's the one who brought up this beautiful, this beautiful reality that, yes, there are coincidences in life, but there are God incidences that do allow us to see more clearly of what we are called, okay? So here's the thing. Mothers as prototypes of holiness. Our motherhood is sufficient. It is enough through our presence. And, you know, there are many things that we can do, but I just want us to take all a deep breath and really, really focus on who we are called to be. You know, we're called human beings, not human doings. And of course, of course, we can't get through the day of just being present and still and just be. Okay? There's no such thing as that. We are constantly doing many tasks. We are worrying. We are helping with homework. We are performing incredible tasks, usually at the same time. I mean, there is a beautiful genius to that, right? But I think we can all take a deep breath and just remember that first and foremost, we are his daughters. And this beautiful reality of being a prototype of holiness is not, to, not meant to be a burden because Jesus is the model. So all we have to do, all we have to do is model him. Where is the playbook for this, for this, you know, modeling? Of course, in the Gospels. Of course, in the Gospels. So in that little talk that I heard by Father Michael Schmitz on YouTube and then being challenged by another priest also brings to mind a confession that I was 
obviously in. <laughs> it was my confession, okay? And so I was actually quite used to some priests being very, very like lenient. It's like, of course, I understand. I understand that you don't have time to pray. I understand you don't have time to immerse yourself in scripture. There, 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 there. It's going to be okay. You know, here are three Hail Marys and, and do your best. You're a mom. Do your best, okay? So I, I had this wonderful comfort of enjoying priests who would just, you know, affirm me in, in, my, oh, in my exasperation of daily motherhood, okay? Until I met one specific priest who looks at me and says, oh, Monica, you know you've been entrusted with much. And so, you know, that reminded me of the parable of the talents. We've heard that in the Gospels lately. You know, you've been entrusted with much. And I'm like, yes, I know, Father. And I was waiting for the pat in the back. It's like, you're doing a good job. Just, you know, hang in there. But he's like, you know, please know you have an incredible responsibility. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And he reminds me of this. Monica, please know that your children do not have that intellect yet to know the Lord intellectually and with their hearts, with their wills. They only can know him through you and through their father, you know, Chris. And so you need to be the image of God for your children. <sighs> that was really, really impactful for me. And Sure, I emotionally was at times discouraged because I felt, well, well that's, a, that's quite a burden to carry, a holy burden. But more and more so, I have let go of doing that, okay, of doing that part of being an image of God by just being who I am, but staying connected to the source of life who is the Lord. And I do want to talk about distractions, okay? Because we have our set ideals. So we've talked about the ideals. Motherhood being a prototype for holiness and to embrace our motherhood as being sufficient. It is a gift, okay? It is a gift. Sometimes it's spiritual motherhood. Sometimes it's a yearning of a motherhood and that desire is already blessed for those who are not yet moms, but desire it, right? And then motherhood through the fleshing out and seeing the fruit of it in our children, okay? No matter the size of our, of our family, we all have a sufficient amount of our motherhood. Can I- can Let's I, talk about this, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, can I, I just wanna, um... Like and it's you're 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 really really sharing something you know very 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 beautiful and I remember distinctly um, when I had my first daughter you know or my only daughter um, and I had been used to traveling you know internationally delivering seminars you know, Australia, New Zealand, you know, Colorado, Hawaii, you know, I was always on the go and people would always write evaluations and I get a you know, big paycheck. And, you know, and I remember sitting and standing in her nursery, looking out the window and, 
and it was kind of like, well, is, I felt guilty. Like, I'm like, is this enough? Like just standing in this room with this baby, is this enough? I should be doing more, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I think we're like so programmed in our culture to, you know, and I'd be like, I could almost see a, the daycare from, you know, the living room. And it was, it was just like this kind of profound, you know, moment because I thought, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And, yeah. and, and, and then the slowing down, you know, like when, when you've had a very busy professional or working life and then, you know, you, you slow down, like there's a lot to face. Yeah. There's a lot to face. And the, the, the process for me, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick up where you left off, but I had to go through like layers and layers of like, like the onion, right? Because it was kind of like, well, it, it's not enough. I should be accomplishing more. I should be doing more. Like that was the one thing that was going on in my head. And then, you know, let's say, you know, she'd be screaming in the middle of the night and then I'd be like angry because I don't have control. Like, what are you doing screaming? <laughs> you know? And then I had to face my sinfulness because it's like, Dorothy, what are you doing being angry at a three-month-old? Right. And so like, I then had to go to confession. Mm -hmm. right? and, 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 and so this process of the child making me face my sinfulness and the only way that I could face that stuff was through grace. And I was, I was going to daily mass because it was... It was like it was like it was like not only two people but three people, right? But our blessed mother just kept on pulling and pulling, and and so I would I was still you know delivering seminars and you know my husband would be in the car and I'd be delivering motivational talks you know to the, shared in hotels and I'd run at break time and nurse the baby, but there's there's so much spiritually and emotionally like to navigate. Um, but I, I just love that you're reminding us of this profound responsibility that we have to our Lord for these souls that have been entrusted to us. Like we forget that. Mm -hmm. We forget that. So sorry, I just, I just, just. Oh, please don't apologize. I appreciate that reflection. You know, there are some things you spoke about control, right? You spoke about control. And I think, you know, we as moms can speak about, you know, a lot of a lot that has to do with that. But perhaps we run into the temptation of speaking about things we can't control. And um, we try bonding on that part. And so then, then you'll, you might feel discouraged. It's like, oh, wow, that mom does have it all together. Wow, that mom is doing arts and crafts every day. Wow. Okay. That mom, you know, just, you know, makes a, a like new dinner every single day. So how does that work? I, I don't, my house is a mess. Hers looks great, you know? And, and so we maybe focus on that outer circle of things we cannot control. And today I just want to talk about really what we all can control. That's our, you know, conviction of knowing and trusting God and making sure that our motherhood is built on the foundation of him. That's why it's bold. That's why it's daring to say, 
yes, motherhood is a prototype of holiness because it comes from him. He gave it to us a gift of vocation and therefore we can dare to say this is ours and it is enough. So with regards to some of the points you were talking about, it brings me to, you know, entering into distraction. Aha, something that we can't control, the distraction. And so for anyone who knows me here personally, I do speak about the cornerstone of my spirituality, which is I want to be both Martha and Mary, both. Okay, not either or, just both. Okay. And that comes from St. Teresa of Avila, of course, a Carmelite nun. Of course, again, we're tapping in consistently into my monastic pull. And by the way, I still have a monastic pull, okay? There is a monastic like little convent, a little cell in my heart where I get to go because it was just fostered in my desire as a child. I think um, we can all do that, you know? And you see, the reason why is, have we ever thought about being an exterior Mary and interior Martha. Okay, I, I was thinking about this this morning. It came to me and I'm like, okay, as moms, an exterior Martha means we know there is much to do. We know. And so when we look at what Martha did, she went directly to the Lord. She actually gave us a model of prayer. And unfortunately, she gets such a bad reputation, eh, right? For being the one who's complaining and grumbling at her sister. I mean, and then we read that part that Jesus says, well, Mary chose the better part, okay? She chose the part that taps into our eternal uh, reality because the contemplative life will be fulfilled in, in, in the heavenly glory, whereas the active life will be completed here on earth. But an interior Martha is us knowing that we have much to do, okay? We, we can't help it. There is a task list, there is planning, there is worrying, there is everything, okay? So that's, the, so that's why in, being an interior Martha, you know, I think is something we can all naturally kind of relate to. But then she goes to the Lord. So that is why Jesus is the model, we're the prototypes. And now an exterior Mary. Children, of course, okay, will cling on to what is constant, consistent, peaceful. So to flesh out uh, a contemplative Mary, I think is good for us because with our senses, our emotional response, you know, our body language, if we can slow that down, heck, we'll never be able to slow down the like, rapid, you know, thought process and emotional responses on the interior. That's why, you know, an interior Martha and an exterior Mary could be something very, very healing for our children. You know, I think about that with what my mom did for me. In grade six, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. So I started understanding what suffering was to me at a young age. That's the same year I also got my glasses. And that's the same year that I somehow exposed 
the desire of like my vocational call to to the religious life to my peers in school and i was like really harshly ridiculed for that you know really harshly verbally um and then i was i was wearing a brace i had to wear a brace for four years so, so from grade six until grade 10 and it just consumed my whole upper torso and just kind of like locked me in and so wearing this brace not being able to wear anything like feminine i had to wear oversized t-shirts oversized sweatshirts and just being constantly made fun of both for my physical appearance my spiritual like life and uh and i was very very introverted i lived an interior life and it was my mom actually who would draw me out of my you know self-pity and my and my sadness and constantly remind me through her stories and through just being a constant like she would tell me the same advice every day monica don't worry we love you here god loves you you are loved you are special you know this will all pass these people you may never be you may never see again but focus on what you will see again and that's you every day so it was also a conversation about what i could control what i couldn't control you know storytelling is huge in leadership good leaders are good storytellers um, a good friend of mine i bet lots of us i bet lots of us know him uh patrick sullivan from avango he's a good friend of mine and he always reminded me monica no one can ever argue with your story see that's how our motherhood is sufficient it's our story um and 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 and, and that's why personal testimony suffering our joy everything no one can argue with that okay and you don't have to be an eloquent speaker in order to convey a truth because we learn it as we go and that happens through our god incidences right okay we just got to be aware with it again i dare us all to tap into this beautiful reality that we are loved and you know what that's a cool thing that's one thing you can't god can't do he can't stop loving us there is nothing you can do to make him stop loving you so when that confessor told me be the image of god i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure and i'll say this like boldly that there's nothing our children can do that would make us stop loving them it would test that love of course but to like stop loving them no god made our hearts after his own oh and then you know that circle of what we can't control let's talk about distractions oh my gosh can i get like anything with regards to just talking about that reality of like only if the only if uh temptation only if my house was clean i would have i would do this only if um i had my children signed up for these programs would i have time for this only if hmm so i always struggled with that um setting again a high ideal it's like all right lord 
I'm your daughter. I'm called to holiness. I, I am striving to be a saint. Okay. So, but like, you got to help me out here. I mean, there's just so many distractions. I mean, I can't control them. I can't discard them. I can't just like pretend they're not there. So two things, I remember two very important moments of adoration, my holy hours that I got to have. Oh, so exciting when you get to have a holy hour and you don't have to rush home either. Oh, so I remember going into the church for a holy hour and I'm sitting there contemplating the mysteries of our Lord, discerning his will for my life. And, uh, and at that moment, uh, the lady who works with the flowers decided to come and change the water in all the vases and to prune all the flowers. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, enter into the mystery of distraction. All right, Lord, draw me in. What do you want? Okay. So I watched this lady and I watched her prune all the roses. I watched her prune the carnations. And I remembered, okay, we got to pray for this grace of remembrance. Just remember. I remembered the story, Christ's words about pruning, being pruned, and how that's very important for the health of a plant, for the health of, of, the, health of the vine that he speaks of. But we got to prune away what is dead so that what is alive can flourish. So I, I'm watching her prune, and I'm like, okay, Lord, start pruning. Tell me, what, which, what are you going to prune? And that whole prayer was transformed by a distraction. This lady walking around pruning, changing the vases, the water. I was like, wow. And that's one of the most momentous prayers of my life, of asking the Lord to prune me, okay? Lots of things were pruned in the weeks after that. It's another story. Another, in the same church, okay, I'm sitting there and I'm praying. And in that moment, again, men walk in and they begin drilling and they're like, sorry, we're just fixing all the kneelers. I'm like, now? <laughs> okay, thanks. So I'm sitting there in front of the tabernacle and, and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And again, I remember, that's right enter into the distraction. And so this incredible thought of what was coming next, this building up, and I'm like building, being the master builder, okay, getting together, uh, and, and all these gospel passages started to come and flood my heart of being a co-creator with the Lord. And that brought up the discernment and desire for another child of building up again, the kingdom of God here through the vocation of motherhood. I brought God to bring that home and discern with my husband. And then we had Gabriella, right? And I'm like, wow, this is just amazing. So, you know, one of the most important prayers, because we're on the topic of prayer, you know, being that exterior Martha, it's important for us to speak prayer out loud. Um, Interior Martha is just us going through, you know, the tasks because we acknowledge the activity of our motherhood, but as well in a more deeper way that exterior Mary, speak out your prayer. You may not be able to have 
so much time in your day to sit and contemplate in your interior life, but you may be able to speak it out, you know, speak it out as you're folding laundry and cooking dinner, speak it out when you're ministering, speak it out even so your children hear you pray. Yeah. I think that's so important. Monica, can I just hold your thought? Don't lose it. But there's, there's, there's two things that are, are kind of going on for me is that, that, that God does speak to us and God is making demands of us by exterior things that happen to us, right? And so, you know, as I look here, I'm looking through, you know, my own kitchen window. I, 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 it just, one day I was walking through our neighborhood and it just seemed like street after street, people were cutting down trees, right? Mm -hmm. We live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of older, mature trees. And I'm like, what's with all these people cutting down trees? They shouldn't be cutting down trees, you know? And I was like huffing and puffing and this and that and this. And I was like, oh, oh you know, they, I, I wonder if they've got a permit for that. And I was, you know, angry and I, I struggle with anger. And then within a month, within a month, it became very clear that the tree in our backyard had to be cut down because it was infested with some type of a bad insect. And it just struck me, you know, that, that and, and God called me and it was, it, it, it was an activity that lasted for almost like a year is to suspend judgment on things that trigger me. Wow. Right? Because Dorothy, if you're not careful, same thing is going to happen to you and you're going to learn that way. Right. And, and so it became like this journey, like, okay, I don't agree with this, this, and this, and this, but I need to suspend judgment and just observe and pray. Okay. I see this happening. I don't, it's triggering me, but I have to suspend judgment and I have to observe. And, and it was through that, that I was being called, you know, to, to grow in, 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 in virtue. So it's beautiful, right? You know, the guy drilling, the lady, you know, with the flowers, that these things are in a sense, a gift to us mm -hmm. and an opportunity for us to, to transform, right? To transform. And uh, so it's, it's just, uh, I feel like you're a, a sister in Christ here. It's beautiful, beautiful. Of course. Beautiful reflection. Of course. You know, and when you share, when I see these beautiful uh, testimonies, even in the chat, right? Oh yeah, feeling tired. I think that's a distraction too. I'm actually like, feeling tired too. And like how to get past that. Um, actually, here's my practical, like a uh, little uh, piece of advice for getting past getting tired. If you're tired, even in the middle of the day, just go into the washroom, wash your face and brush your teeth. Okay. I found that always woke me up, even though it's like so random. I'm like, no, that's part of the morning routine and the evening routine. It's like, nope, if I'm just feeling tired splash water on your face and brush your teeth. Somehow that always woke me up, okay? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. And um, uh, we all have a, sh a story to, to share. And, and that, again, those words, no one can argue with your story. So everyone has a short story to share. And so it's important that we, you know, don't compare, that we don't uh, criticize. You spoke about judgment on that tree, Dorothy. And so that's very important that we acknowledge that we're all bonded through our motherhood. And again, that's sufficient. Do you know what one of the most powerful prayers I have ever encountered in my life? And it's this, Lord, show me how you see me. Um. That's it. And you just sit there for as, as long as you can and just whisper, Lord, show me how you see me. It's fascinating what will come in that moment. It's fascinating what will come in the days to come, in the weeks to come. But to let him, to let him be our constant, okay? In this exterior Mary that I'm talking about, that was my, my trail of thought. Um, I did speak about, you know, praying on the go. You know, St. Paul talks about pray unceasingly. I'm like, sure, Paul, mm-hmm, that, uh, totally on it. But can you do my laundry for me? Uh, <laughs> but like, that's why, that's why, you know, this verbal prayer, I think works with, you know, with, with everything, like speak out your prayers. It makes, you know, Father Matthew McCarthy through the Office of Vocations had a great uh, reflection on that. It makes your prayer life more interesting. You hear yourself pray when we verbalize it, okay? I've kept all my life a prayer journal, okay? So, I, I recently finished one up, so I went to the dollar store. Check out how beautiful you can get a prayer, prayer journal, okay, at the dollar store, okay? So pretty. So the dollar store has these wonderful little notebooks. I mean, like, hey, if you want to get something super fancy, Chapters has really beautiful stuff too. Mm -hmm. But a simple prayer journal, and I mean, you don't need to be the next St. Faustina, Kowalska writing this incredible diary that's going to be you know, documented and then, you know, spread worldwide. But hey, it may. So just make sure that your penmanship is legible. Um, but it's just these thoughts that come to my head. I keep my prayer journal close and I write stuff down. And how cool it is to go back and remember my journey, those steps in my journey. So I have here one of my older ones, and I thought I would share, okay, just something I was struggling with. And I was struggling with the self-pity that like, oh, I have to do everything. Uh, we were hosting a couple, and I didn't know that Chris was just struggling with something internally. Externally, it looked like he, was not, he wasn't helping me at all in that day okay the kids were crazy and i wrote about it. i'm like what a mess and that day i decided to take a walk and i'm like okay i i have to go i'm just going to take a walk 10 minutes around the block and then these beautiful thoughts began to come to my head i was reminded that my motherhood was sufficient even though it was chaotic do you know how hard it is because we all 
struggle in a very unique way with self-worth, with compromising our value. Remember, that's the father of lies, just trying to destroy this incredible, valuable gift. But I wrote to myself this, Lord, I needed your consolation. I went for a walk. I needed to be reminded who I was. And you gave me this wonderful thought. I am a homemaker. I am commissioned to make things beautiful. Thank you for uplifting me, Lord. Delight in me, your lowly daughter. Okay, that's what I wrote that day. It's so beautiful. It's so cool. It's so cool because I look at the next page and it looks like, it looks like, hold on one second, the phone is ringing. <laughs> And, uh, and I'm back. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, and it looks like I played Bible roulette or something because I found a, a passage from scripture and it said this, whatever is true, honorable, just, lovely, gracious. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Okay, and that's from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm going to continue rejoicing in, these, this, in this excellence. So thank you. Thank you so much. Dorothy, that's, that's it. That's what I wanted to give moms today. Just yeah, no, know that, that we're prototypes of holiness, that we are commissioned to make things lovely and beautiful. We are commissioned to know that truthfully we are daughters of God and build on him. And just that reminder today. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask you to email me that quote. So I'm, I'm going to put it on my fridge. Um, it, it's, I, I really love, you know, this, this idea of praying out loud. I know that, I don't know where it came from, but, you know, for years and years and years and years, I found my saying, Matka Boska Daimishiwe, Matka Boska Daimishiwe, Matka Boska Daimishiwe, which is Mother Mary, give me strength. Mother Mary, give me strength. And so it's funny now because sometimes my son or my daughter now, now, you know, my son is now 20. How old is he? He's 23 and my daughter's 25 and they'll be pacing around the house. And, 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 and so yes, these, these short aspirations, these short prayers are, are, are just, they're, they're very, very, very powerful, you know, and, uh, and anyway, you just said so many things. Um, one thing that we encourage all mothers, you know, to do is to pray with your children, pray for your children, and teach your children to pray, right? Mm -hmm. Pray with your children, pray for your children, and teach your children to pray. Um, just so many beautiful things that you said, Monica. I, I wanted to um, 
uh, Anna Lisa, one of our mothers group leaders of St. Leo the Great in Brooklyn. Um, she's been a mothers group leader for well over three years now. So thank you, Anna Lisa, for, for joining us. Anyway, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. I hope that you were, um, you know, somehow inspired and encouraged in, in your motherhood. Um, just a closing little thought I wanted to share. Uh, you know, we, we, we talked about beauty and I don't, this was a, a, a just a God-given gift, I think. But throughout my own motherhood, when my children were, you know, very little, I, I developed this habit and it was, I, I didn't plan to do it. It wasn't a goal. I, I think our blessed mother sent me the habit, but I was always have the habit of pointing things out to them that was beautiful. Right? I say, oh, look at the sky. Isn't that gorgeous? Isn't that beautiful? Or, oh, look at that flower. Oh my gosh, stop. Look at this flower. Look at it, you know? Or look at that little sparrow hopping. Oh my God. Like, and so we would stop and we would look at the sparrow. And then whenever I saw a baby, um, you know, I, I don't want to get into my own story, but because of a life threatening illness and anyway you know our family was limited you know to two and i really grieved and mourned for many years um and so whenever i saw a baby i would like run to the baby and ask if i could hold the baby because to me being with a baby was always like being in the presence of god i could i was just like fresh baked out of heaven right and so whenever I saw a baby and my kids would see, you know, they're two and four and their mom's crying and they don't know why because I can't have any more babies, but I'm running to a baby and I'm just like, oh, you know. And so what has happened to my children as they were growing older, guess what? When they saw something beautiful, ma, 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 look at this, right? So then when I was going through a variety of trials, the children around me would be pointing all this beauty and it would act as medicine to my interior, Our Lady of Sorrows, right? And so I really encourage you all, whenever you can, you know, to, to pause in daily moments, the color of a leaf, the beauty of a baby, because as you do it, you're imprinting it on the souls of your children. And then that's what they see, right? And because you've spent your life pointing it out to them. And it was such a, I don't know, it was such a gift. And, you know, my kids now are always pointing out beauty and it just, it reinvigorates me. So as a 23-year-old son or a 25-year-old daughter showing me, Mama, you got to look at this, it's beautiful. You know. So anyway, that's another little story I wanted to share with you. Um, please know that we love you, you know, and as a mom, you are not alone. You are united with uh, a whole bunch of us. Uh, you know, today I was at adoration and I prayed for you. <laughs> I prayed for you. I prayed for all our mothers for bleeders. I prayed for Monica. Um, you're not alone. You are loved. I know that sometimes it kind of feels like you're alone and 
you're doing all the work and <laughs> I don't know if any of you have this, I'm, I'm bad. Sometimes I'm really bad, but sometimes I do like these little experiments, you know, I'll see a sock laying on the floor in the kitchen. And then I'm like, okay, I see it, but I'm not going to pick it up. I'm going to see if anybody else picks it up. You know, three days go by and the stock is down. <laughs> you know? And I know that sometimes, you know, we do these little experiments and it drives us crazy. Uh, but, you know, it's like, Dorothy, you see the sock, you pick it up. Right? <laughs> but uh, you're not alone. We're all struggling some of these crazy things. Um, please turn to our Blessed Mother uh, daily. Our Blessed Mother wants to help you mother your children. So daily, you can say, Mother Mary, take my kids, mother them. Um, she loves them more than you do, and turn to her. Um, she's a perfect model of motherhood, and uh, she wants to whoop, swoop down from heaven and give you the grace and give you the strength and give you the power that you need. And be strong, Mama. Don't give up. And uh, those of you that know me know that I like to close with a song. I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started and before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. <laughs> that was sweet, oh my goodness. <laughs> so um, next week we've got two moms uh, joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking about the wonders of purgatory and what we can do as moms to uh, teach our kids and how we can release souls the souls in purgatory are my secret weapon. You need a prayer answered, turn to them. You have a hard time, fall asleep, pray a rosary for the holy souls in purgatory. And I promise you, whoop, <laughs> sleep, sleep. Anyway, love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Monica, for your generosity. Thank Absolutely. you for your vulnerability. Thank you for reminding us that, you know, motherhood is enough. And thank you for reminding us that we have access to supernatural strength. And thank you for reminding us to ask our Lord to show us how he sees us. That's such a, a beautiful, beautiful gift. So thank you, everybody. Uh, Bye. Next Tuesday, 2 o'clock, let people know about us, share, follow us on Instagram, and all that fun stuff. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.